Hey, Smarty Pants, I've told you about my friends at Koala Moon and their awesome podcast that helps you fall asleep with bedtime stories. Well, guess what? They also have a daytime adventure show I know you're going to love. It's called Koala Shine, and it's hosted by my friend Kelly. Listen along as she enchants you with expertly crafted stories designed to excite, engage, and encourage you to think about life in an imaginative and mindful way. Starring fun characters like Coco the Koala, Hector and Sonny, the Frazzled Flamingo, and more, Koala Shine is a thrill with new episodes landing every Saturday morning. Since its launch, Koala Shine has been a huge hit. Its mix of entertainment and fun facts has hit a chord with kids and parents alike. Join my friends at Koala Shine now by searching Koala Shine wherever you listen to podcasts and start with the ancient Egyptian pyramid puzzle. It is a wild ride. Search Koala Shine now, hit follow, and let the adventures begin. Hey, Smarty Pants, as you can hear, I'm on the bus. Next stop, Bridge Street! I've only got a few more stops, but I sure am hungry. Wait, what's this under my seat? Why, it's a bologna sandwich just sitting there. Should I eat it? I am pretty hungry. What do you think? Um... Hopefully you said no. After all, there's no telling where this sandwich came from, how it got there, or how long it's been lying around. Yuck! Oh, it's my stop. but I sure am hungry. Hey, what about the berries on this bush? I could eat these, right? I don't know if you should eat those, Sonny. That man over there just tried some. I feel sick. Yikes, guess not. The birds seem to like them, but they're definitely not people food. You okay, pal? I'm fine. Throughout human history, people have determined what to eat. Yum. And what not to eat through a process called trial and error. Uh, I think it was an error to eat those berries. That led to learned behavior. Knowledge passed down by our ancestors. As well as natural born instincts. My instincts tell me those berries are bad. Of course, it's best to heed your instincts before putting something potentially dangerous in your mouth. But what about the earliest humans? How did they figure out what was safe to eat? And how have we figured out not only what's safe, but what's delicious? Yum. And who's working now to determine what's healthiest and tastiest? Nom, 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 nom. It's time for another whiff of science on... Who's smarted? Who's smarted? Who's smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science or history? Listen up, everyone. We make smarting lots of fun. But who's smarted? Feeling any better, pal? Much. I could go for a chili dog. Are you sure that's what you want after? Oh. Despite all the information at our fingertips today, Not everyone is great at making smart food choices. But imagine how difficult that must have been for the first humans on the planet. Find berries, eat berries. I don't think you should eat those. When new animals, plants, or fungi were discovered by early humans, they couldn't consult the internet 
or even their ancestors. So the only way to find out if something was edible was to try it. Here goes everything. If that person became violently ill or died, <gasps> that food would be considered unsafe and avoided in the future. But if it was okay, hey, me no die, it would be considered edible. Of course, not everything that's bad for you will kill you. No eat, no eat. Early hunter-gatherer communities generally stayed in the same region over many generations, so information was passed down from the elders. New generations would learn what to gather, how to hunt different animals, and then refine methods for storing and cooking their meals as the community as a whole gained experience. Uh, antelope sausage? Bean? Vegetable? Invent chili dog? Eat chili dog. <laughs> Trial and error may not seem like the cleverest way to decide the fate of a species, but this method has been applied by every species on Earth, from the earliest bacteria to mammals alive today. All living things must convert fuel into energy. When an organism consumes something, and that something doesn't kill them, that organism will pass on traits to its offspring that provide an instinctual attraction to that food source. It's part of the evolutionary process of natural selection. Smarter, more evolved humans recognize that consuming smaller portions of unknown berries, leaves, mushrooms, insects, or animals would give them clues about the effects those foods might have on them without the effects being so drastic, harsh, or deadly. Bad berries. Many taste tests are one way we still experiment today to find out what you're allergic to, what upsets your stomach, or which flavors you prefer. Like when you sample all the ice cream flavors. Can I try the banana fudge pie, bubblegum mint chip, and chocolate snozberry? Smarty Pants, are you allergic to any foods? Call them out. I heard peanuts. Lots of people have strong peanut allergies. Lactose? Gluten? Soy? Yep, even though a food may be perfectly safe for some people, it might not agree with your individual body chemistry. In some cases, you may have an intolerance to a food where consuming it will make you feel icky and cause digestive issues. Or you may have a full-blown food allergy, which causes an immune response triggering all kinds of symptoms, some even life-threatening. In either case, you'll want to see an allergist, which is a doctor who treats allergies, who will expose you to tiny doses of that food in a controlled medical testing environment in order to determine your allergic reactions, triggers, and treatments. During a time known as the Neolithic Revolution, about 12,000 years ago, humans began to favor more permanent settlements, leaving behind the hunter-gatherer lifestyle in favor of farming and raising livestock. Now we can grow foods that are safe. And tasty, like chili dogs. When long-distance trade was established in the Middle East around 3,000 B.C. or 5,000 years ago, one thing in high demand was spices. This has no taste. Have you tried salt? Yum. People began sharing ingredients and information about their own food discoveries. A lot of early trade involved spices, which were considered luxury items. Things like cinnamon, turmeric, cardamom, and ginger. But one spice reigned supreme and was traded 
used as currency, incorporated into religious practices, and used to season and preserve food. Can you guess the name of this wonder spice? Why, it's salt. As time progressed and trade and travel became more prevalent worldwide, the sharing of spices, foods, recipes, and cooking techniques also became more widespread. Now that I've created the Chili Cheese Dog, I will travel far and wide to spread the news and trade it for other delicacies from foreign lands. The more people traveled, the more foods were shared and enjoyed by people around the world. And just like a mom trying to get their kid to taste something new. Try it. You might like it. Trying new things is how you find out what you like. In fact, food tasting has played an important role throughout history. For example, throughout the centuries, important political figures like kings and queens were in constant danger of being poisoned by assassins. (gasps) Thus, the dangerous profession of official food taster was born. It was the job of the food taster to taste the king or queen's food and drink to make sure it was safe to eat. One of the first known food tasters was Halotus, employed by Emperor Claudius of Rome. Since then, food tasters have worked for kings and queens, czars and generals, even U.S. presidents. Some food tasters chose their line of work voluntarily, while others were forced into doing it. Some lived long lives, while others were not so lucky. Today, being a food taster is far less dangerous. Tasters are regularly employed by food companies like Campbell's Soup or the Mars Wrigley Candy Company to taste perfectly safe foods and evaluate their quality and flavor and share feedback. Or you could be a food critic, someone who visits restaurants and writes about the food. Needs salt. Two stars. Ironically, many foods that are considered fancy and are quite expensive now used to be considered common and cheap, like lobster. What the heck is that thing? Looks pointy. Throw it back. Early European settlers to North America found lobsters so abundant they simply gathered them up as they washed ashore. But looking at a lobster, who'd think to eat one? I'm starving. I wonder if I could eat this thing. Ow! It pinched me. I know. Let's try baking it over hot rocks, then cracking open its claw. Ooh, good idea. Lobsters were dirt cheap to purchase and fed to servants and prisoners. It wasn't until they came into favor with wealthy connoisseurs in New York and Boston that they became recognized as a superior food. Then, when the railroads helped make East Coast lobsters available across America, demand grew and so did the price. Some other foods you might think of as weird or gross have similar backstories. Things like oysters, frog legs, tastes like chicken, and snails, also known as escargot, were discovered by trial and error. On the other hand, some foods that are mostly safe can be poisonous when not gathered, prepared, or consumed carefully. Can you think of something you find in a forest or even around your neighborhood that you can pick out of the ground that's perfectly healthy for you in some cases and in others, deadly? The answer after this quick break. Hey, Smarty Pants, want to know one of my favorite sounds? Here it is. 
That's the sound I hear when I'm learning a new language with Babbel. And if you want to learn a new language this year, I guarantee it'll be one of your favorite sounds too. Learning a new language has always been on my to-do list, and thanks to Babbel, I can check it off. But it's not just about memorizing words. It's about understanding a culture, connecting with other people on a deeper level, and expanding my horizons. With Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons designed by over 150 language experts, I was able to get the hang of the basics of German in only three weeks. Babbel is convenient, effective, and genuinely fun. Best of all, Babbel has equipped me with real-life conversation skills, making it easy to order food, ask for directions, or shop in stores. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology has been a game-changer for my pronunciation, helping me sound like a local, or close to it. Dankeschön, Babbel. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash smarted. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash smarted. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash smarted. Rules and restrictions may apply. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. Hey, parents and guardians, let's talk about something crucial, financial literacy for our kids. It's a conversation that's as important as any other childhood milestone. When I was a kid, I'd earn money doing chores with little to no understanding of what to do next. I'd stash my cash in a piggy bank, but didn't know why. I certainly didn't know much about saving or budgeting. If only Greenlight was around to give me the opportunity for hands-on financial learning. You see, Greenlight is a debit card and money app designed specifically for families. You can send your kids instant money transfers, get real-time notifications of spending, manage chores, and automate allowance, all while they learn how to handle money responsibly. With Greenlight, kids learn about saving for goals, budgeting for their wants and needs, and understanding the value of money. Yep, much better than just sticking money in a piggy bank. So stop putting off the money talk and start putting your kids on the right path. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash smarted. That's greenlight.com slash smarted to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash smarted. Now back to who's smarted. So what's a food that's perfectly healthy in some cases and totally deadly in others? Did you say mushrooms? Great job if you did. Fun fact, there are 14 thousand species of mushroom. Whoa. And of these mushrooms, about 70 to 80 species are very poisonous or even fatal if eaten. Just imagine the trial and error to figure that out. Don't eat. Don't eat. But while mushrooms have some species that are edible and some that are poisonous, some foods are both edible and poisonous if not prepared correctly. Huh? For example, elderberries can be a delicious natural immune booster. But eating the plant's leaves, stems, or seeds can prove fatal. Rhubarb, as in rhubarb pie, has delicious stems. Yum. But the leaves contain oxalic acid, which can make you severely ill. (laughs) Many cultures have delicacies that, if not prepared with precision, can be harmful or fatal. This includes shark meat in Iceland, live baby octopus in Korea, Jamaican ackee fruit, which is poisonous unless fully ripe, 
and the Japanese fugu, or pufferfish, that, if improperly prepared, can release tetrodotoxin, a neurotoxin 1,200 times more deadly than cyanide. And yet, someone decided to try each of these. Wish me luck! Today, we have many resources to tell us what is and isn't safe. That includes lots of professionals in various food-related fields. Food scientists study the physical, biological, and chemical makeup of food. They also apply food science to selecting, cultivating, preserving, processing, and distributing food safely and sustainably, while also working to create delicious recipes. Some modern food scientists are creating vegetable-based meals that have the taste and texture of meat without the cow. Nutritionists and dietitians study which foods are the most beneficial to your overall health and how to manage your diet to most efficiently absorb and utilize all the nutrients that sustain and give you energy. Food historians work with researchers in fields like archaeology, paleontology, and anthropology to track the developmental timeline and cultural significance of different diets throughout history and different cultural cuisines. Chefs worldwide share information and inspiration, creating dishes, curating menus, and trying to innovate the most interesting and most delicious meals imaginable. Uh, I say, just put stuff in your mouth. While that may sound a little crazy, most food discoveries of today came from the dangerous trial and error tastes of yesterday. Luckily, you don't have to do that. And if you do come across something new or interesting, be smart, use your instincts, and ask an adult before you try it. (laughs) Oh no, did you eat something bad for you? No, I left my bologna sandwich on the bus. Today's big shout-out goes to Amelia in San Mateo, California. Amelia says she likes Who Smarted because it teaches her things and it's funny. Well, since our goal is making learning fun, it sounds like we're doing our job. Thanks so much for smarting with us, Amelia. This episode, Food Discoveries, was written by Libby Ward and voiced by Jenna Hoban, Sheffield Chastain, Adam Tex Davis, Kim Davis, Gia Davis, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Cheesewiz Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This is an Atomic Entertainment production.